Hey, boo. Hey, bestie. And booski. And love and light and sunshine. And all of y'all, your cousin Nim. I love you. Hey, boo. <laughs> ah, yay, yay. It's so great to be here with you today. So, first of all, I want to say thank you for tuning in. I love you. I really appreciate you. I thank you, thank you, thank you for spending your time with me. I hope that your day, your week is going in an amazing way. And I hope that you feel incredible, incredible. And if you are feeling a little down, I'm sending my love and my light your way. And anyway, again, I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Um, I look, let me let me break out like some old some Baptist preacher jargon. I won't be long before you. <laughs> I won't be long before you. Um, you know, I feel like, you know, you don't got to be long to be strong. So I'm going to try something. I just kind of want to jump on and share what I want to share. Talk about what I'm talking about and come on off. Is that all right with you? Okay, so uh, I think I want to kind of not try to be extra because I, I like anybody that knows me knows I'm just extra sometimes. I got to do everything like everything's got to be just right. And, um, you know, intros and an outro and a, and all the, the sugar on top, the strawberries on top, like everything got to be right. But uh, I think I want to try just like saying what I need to say and come on off of here. We ain't got to do none of the extras, no bells, no whistles, no intros, no outros, no nothing. If this is a five minute conversation, let it be. If it's 10 minutes, okay, we're going to rock with that. We just going, you know, we're not going to do all the, the whole production. I think that's what I want to do to simplify this process. All right. Okay. <laughs> I want you to get what I'm trying to share with you. And then I want you to get on about the rest of your day. Right? You dig? Okay. So anyway, as I uh, jump on this mic and uh, spit some bars. Okay, y'all went too far. I was trying to be cool. Because you know, the rappers be like, they spitting bars. And so I'm, I got a mic. I all right, never mind. <laughs> no, but seriously, seriously. I, I, so here's what I wanted to talk about with you all today. I have been single now for eight years. Eight. Yes, I said eight. And it's sad, y'all. It's sad. But I want to tell you a little love story real quick. That's somebody else's love story. And uh, and 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 then I'm gonna, I'm, yeah, I'm gonna tie it all into what I want to talk about. So. I have a cousin, like one of my favorite, favorite cousins. I love her so much. And it's been a long time ago now. But she, a long time ago, had hit the point of seven years being single. Seven years of no kisses. Seven years of no hugs. Seven years of no cuddling. Seven years of no... You know? <laughs> seven, seven years of no, you know... The fun stuff, seven years of no dates, like seven years, y'all, seven. You hear what I'm saying to you? Like count them up, seven, seven. And at the time, I had never been single before. 
or for any real period of time. I mean, you might have been a little bit in and out, but not for real. So as as a kid, as a young girl, teenager, I had my little first boyfriend, and then I had my high school sweetheart, middle school, high school, first year of college um, sweetheart, you know. So we were together for, you know, six years. And so hitting college, I just knew, like, man, we're going we gonna to stay together, you know. Um, and we didn't. <laughs> we didn't. Um, um, but, and then after him, I got married and I was married, you know, for like almost 10 years. And then after that, I was with someone for, um, almost six years. And so all I knew was, you know, kind of like long-term relationships. That's all I knew. And I had really, um, I guess been very codependent on having a person, you know, like having someone. And I had not ever been single before, you know. <laughs> and so to watch her be single for seven years, and she's so beautiful. Outside, she's beautiful. On the inside, she's beautiful. I mean, she is like probably, I promise y'all, if you ever, if I was to ever have met a saint, it would have been my cousin. Like, she is like amazing. Um, she is one human being that I think everybody should get to have in their life like they need somebody like my cousin in their life she's awesome so anyway um but I ain't gonna say her name because I don't want y'all looking her up <laughs> she's taking y'all she's with somebody now but anyway so it was painful for me to see her single for seven years and by herself and all alone and sad about it and frustrated about it and just going through you know what I mean it that was like that was really sad for her. She was sad. She didn't like it at all, but that's just what it was. And that's what she had just kind of realized it was going to be. So anyway, all that being said, um, I was at that time, I wasn't single, you know? And so I'm looking over there at her and I'm like, girl, that's got to be miserable. Oh my God. Seven years. You ain't even sis. seven years and you ain't you know you what you ain't did. You ain't did. You ain't did the did. Oh God! I just knew, honey. If it was me, I would just assume. Just like, I don't even know. Y'all have to just. I don't even know. Like so. Anyway, she held on to this notion that she was like, I am not looking. And I said, Well, just go online and just like meet somebody. And this was a long time ago before dating online was really a thing. It was a thing, but it was taboo. You know, it's like one of the things you would be ashamed to say you do. Like you're desperate or something if you're dating online. It's kind of, you know, what it, what the stigma was that was attached to that back then. And so she would be like, I'm not going online. I'm not doing all of that. I said, well, look, let's just go out. Like, let's go to like this nice little bluesy jazzy low-key club because I ain't never really been like a party person to go to like you know a nightclub nightclub but I do like the little jazzy like like a live bands uh, maybe the spoken word was being you know like poetry was being recited um you know just like a low-key like a love jones type of vibe you know I like those kind of places so back then that was popping that was a thing too so I was like, well, girl, let's just go out because you ain't going to find anybody in this house. So I'm going to go out with you like to this like Love Jones kind of spot we had in our town. And um, and we're just going to see who's out there because since you can't be like this is too long, seven years. And she's like, I'm not doing it. Well, at the time, it, I don't even think it had been seven. It's like maybe five or six years. And so she um, I said, well, let me hook you up with somebody. So I tried to send a person or two her way. It didn't work out. 
She kind of tried to like maybe, you know, talk to a few guys. They didn't work out. She even tried online after all because I just kept badgering her about that. So she tried it and that didn't work out. And so she was really just disgusted with the whole process. And she was like, I'm done. Like, I'm not doing this. If I am with someone, he's going to have to come to my door looking for me because I ain't looking. I'm not going out there. I'm not going to no club. I'm not going online. I don't care about being hooked up with nobody. Like, I'm done. And she was done. And it, honey, it hurt my feelings. Like, I'm like, what? No, you can't be done because we need you to have somebody. That was my mentality back then. Okay. And so, um, but she, her story is like one of my favorites to tell. Like, I love, I'm so proud of her. So happy for her. All this good stuff. So I just have to tell this. So anyway, time goes on and I'm over here looking at her like, ooh, you poor thing. Ooh, girl, you poor thing. Because I ain't going to say a lot. I'm just going to say I'm a Scorpio, y'all. And if any of you all like are into zodiac signs, I'm not into like reading the stars and horoscopes. I don't do all of that. But there are some characteristics about certain zodiac signs that seem to be um, very close to what I've noticed in people's personalities and character traits. That's just kind of my, I don't know. I ain't saying it's true. I ain't saying it's Bible. I'm just saying, I don't know. That's whatever. So I'm going to say I'm a Scorpio and I'm going to leave that just right there because ain't none of y'all's business. The rest of what I could say to my girlfriends. <laughs> but anyway, when you, if you know, you know. So that being said, the Scorpio in me was like, oh, honey, mm-mm, how could anybody? Seven years. Oh, my gosh. So anyway, she's like, I'm not budging. Like, I ain't doing it. I, I'm not like it just ain't going to happen. If they don't come to my door, it just ain't happening for me because I ain't going out there and I ain't looking. I'm tired. So um, our uncle is a barber and our uncle um, had a client that had been checking for my cousin and my cousin was like mm, you're not available sir like you you have somebody so no <laughs> like I I'm not if you have somebody you're disqualified I'm not interested you know and so um that happened you know he came around a time or two and she's like uh still no you still have somebody sir no <laughs> so finally um he he came around and he's like, I've been looking for you. You know, I I don't have anybody and I've been looking for you and I, you know, whatever. And she's like, well, if you was looking, you would know where to find me. Like, you know where I live because, um, our uncle had, was, was a room, was my cousin's roommate at, at the time. And, um, this particular person had come to visit my uncle or, you know, whatever, a couple of times at, the house where my uncle and my cousin live so my cousin's like well you couldn't have been looking too far because like you know where I live if you were looking for me you know how to find me even if you didn't have my number you know where I live and so you know um when you looking and when you're ready you'll know how to find me so time goes on and she was looking a hot mess in her house one evening and Someone comes knocking on her door unexpectedly, like in this evening. And she was just kind of, you know, like I said, just looking a mess how we be looking when we at home, you know. And uh, she comes to the door and she's like, who is it? And the person's at the door and she's like, oh, well, my uncle is not here because it was his client. And that's who he would have been there for, you know. <laughs> and so the guy's like, 
no, I, I didn't come for your uncle. And my cousin's like, oh, well, you know, how can I help you? You know, and he's like, I came for you. You told me that when I was really ready and if I really wanted to find you, I would know where to find you. So here I am. I'm coming for you. I came for you. And she's like, what? You know, so, you know, of course, she's like, what did this man really what? And so she looks out the people or whatever or however the rest of the story goes. And she's like, uh, give me a second. So she goes and she gets, you know, gets decent, you know, gets herself together a little bit. And then she comes back to the door and opens it. And, and they had a conversation and the rest is history. They've been together now seven years. Um, and um, I love the story because she was firm in that. I ain't looking. I'm tired of looking and I'm not going to keep on looking like, no, I ain't doing it. So if he comes, he'll be coming at my door looking for me because that's the only way I'm going to find somebody. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's special someone is going to come knocking and looking at their door and that's how they're going to find them. I'm not saying that that was a personal conviction that she had. That was her stance on things. She was that tired, that fed up that frustrated from the dating scene because as I saw in a recent meme it seems that the dating pool has pee in it okay y'all it, it just the dating pool has pee in it that's all because where are they you know it's like what's going on so I love that story because she was able to stand 10 toes down on her stands. She said what she said. I'm not looking anymore. I'm tired. And I don't even got to have nobody right now. Whatever. I'm tired. If he comes, and I would love for someone to come. But if he does come, he got to come looking for me. I, I'm not, I, I don't have the energy to keep giving this tired ass dating scene. I ain't doing it. Right. And so that being said, um, at the time, that was a foreign language and a foreign concept to me. At the time, I was so codependent on needing somebody. He could have been a no good MF, but I still was holding tight because I just needed somebody, you know? And so whereas I'm looking at her like, ooh, you poor thing. She probably was looking at me like, no, girl, you poor thing. You the one hanging on to a piece of shit just so you can have somebody. She was free in the in her ability to not deal with the bull crap if that's what it was going to involve it just to say she had a man if she had to deal with crap like some some stuff that really did not need because I mean no nothing's perfect so there's gonna be crap in every relationship it's just nobody's perfect but you know what I mean like the the, the toxic dis dysfunctional unhealthy type of crap if she had to deal with that she's like no thank you no ma'am I'll pass I'll stay over here by myself and I wasn't strong like that yet. But I thought that she was the one that was like, I'm thinking like, oh, you poor thing. Girl, you missing out over here. No, 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 no. It was me. It was all me, y'all, that was missing out for sure. Because I didn't have the strength to walk away at that time from toxicity and some unhealthy things and 
some some forms of abuse not physical abuse not physical abuse I wouldn't put that on the person because that's not what it was for us but there was some emotional abuse for sure some verbal abuse for sure you know in in, in all those kinds of things <clears throat> my heart hurt a lot my spirit hurt a lot in those those my last two significantly long relationships and um but I I I, I endured because I did not want to be alone, you know? And she was like, I can't do that. I, I'm not going, you know. So all that being said, I say all that to say, guess who's alone and past the seven year mark that I thought was so unbearable and so unthinkable and so atrocious. Madam, this one, this one on the microphone. Y'all, I would have never imagined that I would have hit year two, three, four, five, six, and now, and seven, and now eight years single. I would have never thought that I would have been single this long. And I don't have, it was, it's, I, it's by choice. Like I've had opportunities, um, but you know, respectfully I've declined, you know? And um, over the years, I continue to think about my cousin's story and I continue to see her story as an inspiration for strength and courage to be able to say, damn it, if I got to deal with all that crap, I ain't doing it. I will stand here by my damn self before I deal with crap just to say I got somebody. I ain't doing it. Right. And so when I finally got free, y'all, eight years ago, um, I have dated, you know, a little bit over the years, um, probably like one friend a year. Like it might've been that I might've been entertaining somebody for a couple of months, like once a year <laughs> for the last eight years. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. Cause I did have a little friend for about a year. Um, I thought, y'all, I thought we were going to be something too. Mm. That's a whole nother episode. Y'all I can't even talk about it right now. But, um, so yeah, I, uh, I have had like a friend that lasted maybe, a year and I've had a friend that maybe lasted maybe mm, six months um I've had the six month thing twice so I've had like two six months friends and one one year situationship situationship yes 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 y'all go check out Snow Allegra's song situationship by the way like that's my girl but yeah, so I, I have like had those couple of little instances where, you know, it was a decent little amount of time, but just nothing materialized um, out of them. Um, otherwise, um, over these eight years of being single, the main thing has been, you know, getting to know someone for, you know, maybe a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months and then discovering like, mm, nah, respectfully, I'm a gone and pass. Uh, this ain't gonna work. And I ain't gonna lie, I ain't gonna lie, it's been a couple of times where I really was into the to the people. Like I fell in love a couple of times really fast and really hard. And they respectfully declined. Like, nah, you ain't for me, boo. <laughs> I wasn't somebody's type, y'all. <laughs> but you know, over the years, it has been some times where I'm like, nah, this ain't gonna work. Like this guy's not, you know, he's a nice guy. He's just not the right fit for me. And um, so with that being said. I have found myself in the very same position she was in. And I have finally found the love 
that I that I need to have for myself to be able to say I love you too damn much to let you go through just any old thing with any old body again again so and I'm again I'm not going to say that the eight years have been perfect and that I haven't fallen in love and that my little heart hasn't been broken a couple times because it has you know such is life however I can tell you that no I didn't just jump into anything with anybody over the last eight years um, in a committed defined relationship no because I I, kind of imagine it or liken it to imagine someone playing softball or baseball and they're standing there with the bat they're up to bat and the pitcher keeps pitching them balls but you know sometimes in baseball or softball the the, the batter will stand there with his with his uh bat and he's like I ain't swinging at that like just because that ball came and was was being pitched to me don't mean I gotta swing at that one right and so then you know he's like nah pitcher send me something else try it again and then the pitcher send another ball and and the batter's like mm, nah I don't like how that's coming at me either. That ain't it. And you know, and that's me. I find that over the last several years, I'm standing there holding the bat, but I'm unwilling to swing. Uh, I have swung a few times. It didn't work. You know, either the, the gentleman decided this wasn't for him or I decided that's not for me. And either way, it's all good. It's cool. You know, you you live to fight again another day. You, you dig? And, and so that's what it's been for me. And so I have married friends, married friends who's like, girl, you too picky. Probably so. But I'm going to tell you something about my, here's what has happened. This is my dating resume. What has happened is over time, the previous person, something was missing or something happened, something went wrong, whatever. And um, so when it's time to date the next person, it has been when I was in relationships. It was, okay, I'll date you because at least you do, you're like a notch, just a small notch above the previous person in experience wise. Like, like my experience with this person is just a little bit better than the previous experience. So since it's a little bit better, it's a, it's a slight upgrade. So, okay, cool. We can do this. And then when that didn't work after, you know, five, six, seven years, 10 years or whatever, the next person comes along and I'm like, well, my experience with you, the vibe with you, the, 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 whatever we're dealing with, we're doing here is a little bit better than the previous person. So you're a slight upgrade from that last upgrade. Okay, cool. We can do this. And I jump into the relationship and that's what it has continued to be. It wasn't that they were a perfect fit it wasn't that we had a lot in common it was simply that he was a little nicer to me than the previous person was and even if there was nothing else that we connected on or that we had in common or the vibe really wasn't completely there he was nice to me he paid attention to me he said I was pretty he we had a couple of fun times together he was a gentleman he opened the door you know so that's enough right you know and I would just be like "Mm, we can do this but it never was that I was searching for anything in particular and so now as I've gotten older and lots of time has gone by I have decided and discovered I need a few things 
I need a few things and you can't just be a nice guy. That doesn't work. Because, I mean, I'm not going to date a mean guy. So that means all the guys are nice that I would date, you know. So you being a nice guy doesn't cut it anymore, you know. There are some more things that I need. You being gainfully employed doesn't matter because I got my own money. So that doesn't that doesn't do anything for me. It's nice and it is a requirement. You got to, you know, you got to be doing something with your life. But um, that doesn't impress me anymore because that's like a basic. Of course, you got to be gainfully employed or running your own show or whatever it is. You know what I'm saying? Like... You're not just going to be a bum playing the PlayStation all day. You know, that ain't going to happen. So that's a standard. So that doesn't impress me if you have that because, duh, why wouldn't you? You're a grown man, you know? So there are other things, though, that I'm looking for in particular. And because now I have gotten more specific about what I need, being able to jump on board with just any old thing ain't cutting it anymore. You know, now... What I need is so specific and so tailored for me and what I need that it's a little bit more of a rare find because it previously any old man would do. You know what I'm saying? If he was handsome and nice and gainfully employed and would take me out to dinner and we can have a little fun together, we cool. Even if the conversation was horrible. But now the conversation has to have substance because I have also discovered that I am a sapiosexual. And so I need conversation that has substance, conversation that's going to make me think, conversation that's going to make me do better and be better. You know what I'm saying? I also need to be able to laugh with you. You being a nice guy doesn't cut it anymore. Can you be my best friend? Can we laugh together? Can we be fucking cornballs, goof-offs, just be silly together? Can we be just ridiculously silly and corny to, together and have a good time with that? Can we vibe on some certain things like music? Can we vibe on music? Can we vibe on... And these are... I mean, obviously, there are some more serious things, obviously. But personality-wise, you got to like who you with. You know what I mean? And um, and so my married... Some of my married friends, not everybody. Some of my married friends are like, you too picky. No, I'm not too picky. You think that because you're married that you have... That you've got the prize. And like, you know, and if I want to be like you, and if I want a husband, then I better stop being so picky and take what's being offered. Not so. No ma'am. No ham. No ma'am. And so I'm not that desperate for the prize of having a ring on my finger from a man that I'm just going to, just because he's nice or he's decent or he's this or that, that I'm going to settle with it. No, I want to marry my best friend. I want to marry somebody that gets me and that I get him and that I don't have to go outside of my marriage to get much else. Yes, you want friends aside from, you know, to um, on top of the fact that you're married. Of course, you got your girlfriends or whatever, your guy friends, if some of my guys are listening. Of course, you have all that. But I'm simply saying, I don't want to look at this person and just see him as someone who is simply a nice guy. And that's enough. I need to be able to relate to him. We have got to be able to have some great conversations. I choose Jesus. So I am a Christian. 
I'm not forcing that on anyone. I hope that any of you all would want to choose Christ. I'm not, you know, I'm never going to deny it. I'm not going to deny him. And absolutely, if you want to know more about him, hit me up <laughs> for sure. But I'm not here to like push you, force you, twist your arm to do any, any of that. But for me, but for me, my guy needs to be a spiritual minded person because we need to be able to talk about, discuss, grow in things of the spirit. You know, we've got to be able to um, just there's just other just and have just I want to have fun. I just want to have fun with my person. I want to grow and laugh and learn and, and, and politic with my guy, you know, um, so, so there's certain things that I look for in a man and I have found that. A few times for whatever another reason it didn't work for us you know either he didn't choose me or maybe there was something about him that I didn't choose but nevertheless I'm reminded of the song uh Ralph Tresvent I'm sorry you're not my time my kind of girl and in the song he says because I've been in love and I know how it feels and the chemistry just isn't there you know, like the, and so if you have to make yourself try to like somebody, cause you're like on paper, they look good. Like on paper, it's like, you know, on paper, he's, he's a great, he's, he's been a great husband to someone before. He's a faithful man. He doesn't cheat. He gets up and goes to work every day. He's a great father. He, um, is nice to you. He wants to be with you. He's a decent looking guy. He's blah, 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 blah. And on paper, it's perfect. But the but the energy, the vibe, the connection, the chemistry that you know what that chemistry feels like if you've ever had chemistry with someone before and the chemistry just isn't there. And so my friends are like, yo, you tripping because on paper, this man look good. You better snatch this man up. And I'm telling you. It's been a couple of times where I'm like, I really want to, like, I really want to, but it's just not there. And that's where I'm at. And so I think that as I've grown older and I've been single longer, I've gotten more comfortable eating at my table alone because I know what I bring to the table. And if what you're bringing doesn't match or exceed what I'm bringing to the table, or whatever, or the conversation at the table isn't enjoyable, or you're not good dinner company for me at the table, then thank you, but no thank you. I will dine alone until the right one comes. And that's where I'm at. And that does take a certain level of strength. And that takes a certain level of confidence and faith in loving yourself. Because there's so many people who are unwilling to go month one, year one, definitely not year eight, eating at that table by their damn self because it gets lonely eating at the table alone. I'm not great sitting here in front and I'm not great act like it gets, that it's just great all the time eating at the table alone. But I don't want to hurt anyone. I don't want to waste their time if I know that honestly, this ain't going nowhere. Like I, I can't, it's just not there for me. I don't want to waste their time because they could be spending their time on to the next who really does want to be there with them. And also, I don't want a person wasting my time. I don't want to waste my energy and my emotions because those um, soul ties are real. You know, I firmly can tell you I believe in soul ties because I've experienced it. And to be honest, I probably have, you know, one or two to, to undo 
there well i'm not gonna say that i wouldn't go that far the love is there for you know for some but um now nah, i'm not gonna say it's a soul tie still existing but nevertheless i say all that to say that you have to know you and you have to be comfortable with you and you have to love you so much that you are not going to just take any old thing just to say you have something because ultimately the prize is not the ring on the finger the ultimate prize no matter if you're with a person or not with a person the ultimate prize is peace joy love laughter all of that that money can't buy and a ring can't always give and guarantee that's when you're winning if you awake if you wake up with joy and peace and love and laughter in your heart and and a bright countenance on your face a bright spirit you're winning sis you're winning bruh you're winning you know it doesn't there are people who are with a person who don't have that there are people who wake up every morning next to a person that they call their own who don't have a smile who don't feel or experience peace and joy and love and they have somebody and they have a ring so no that's not the ultimate prize so you know um i'm not being too picky no Mm-mm. i i'm 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 waiting on what what rightfully has been crafted for me because i know that's coming and and um if you have you know um a fear of doing the same hit me up we can talk about that you know um but I just refuse to just be in just any old thing I ain't doing it I'm not giving my body to just any old body my mind my heart my emotions what I will give everybody is love because I love you and you and you and your mama and them your cousins too I love everybody but my energy those and 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 um those soul ties nah I pass till the right one comes. Because when the right one comes, that right one will also stay. And on that note, my boo, my booski, hit me up and let's talk about this. Go to organizedenergy.co backslash podcast. Leave your comments right there. I want to hear from you. Okay. I love you. Follow me on um, Clubhouse. You can find me on Clubhouse, it's Organized Energy. On Instagram, it's Organized Energy. On Facebook, it's Organized Energy Consulting. On LinkedIn, it's Organized Energy. (laughs) Follow me on like your favorite platforms. It's Organized Energy. And um, yeah, let's connect, all right? Um, But until next time, I hope that you have an amazing, amazing, amazing day. And never forget to love you and love someone else too. Oh, before I get out of here, y'all, I said I was going to do this because this is just like a thing I want to do. So I want you guys, because my heart, I want you to think about, let me say this. I want you to think about a cause that you want to personally be a champion for. Like maybe your heart is for children who don't have parents, like who's who are orphans. Or uh, maybe your heart is for survivors of divest of domestic violence or maybe your heart is for 
um, people who are experiencing social injustices. Maybe your heart is for, I don't know what other things, you know, cats and dogs that need to be rescued, you know, whatever your thing is. I want you, whether it's for you personally, for your small business, if you have a small business and you need to not just be worried about how you're going to earn more money and generate more leads for you. I want you all personally and professionally to think, who can you um, be a light to? What organization, what cause can you be a champion for? Bring awareness of, put your money where your mouth is on uh, donate your time and your energy and your resources too, right? And so for me, I've got two that I'm really passionate about. And so I want to start kind of developing a mission for that and figure out what can I do to really help these two, um, these two groups. And for me, my heart is for people that are uh, starting over again in life, like say starting over again after divorce or some kind of trauma. And they're just trying to get back on their feet. I have a heart for them because that was once me. You know, I was just a hot, terrible mess after that, you know, that eight year relationship. (laughs) I mean, mean, not eight year relationship, but eight years ago when I became single, that was a horrible, horrible, painful time for me. Like bad, probably worse than when I went through my divorce. It was that bad for me after that last situation. And I think that was another reason why I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. If it ain't right, I ain't jumping in that shit again. And I think that's another reason why I have been single so long. Because it just... And I've had to watch friends, you know, have fun and tell me their little sexcapade stories or date night stories or their hubby doing nice things for them stories. And I got to, you know, just, you know, like, oh, girl, that's so sweet. When's my turn going to come? You know, I had to go watch all that. But that wasn't enough to make me move in these last eight years. I'm still like, "Mm mm-mm, not you. (laughs) But anyway, but as I digress... um. The um, so but people starting over is like I, I just have this passion for people because it I don't know if you know anyone that has gone through the trauma that has caused them to need to start life over again, but the shit's hard. It's hard. It's painful, and my gosh, my hats off to anybody that has to go through it because it ain't easy. Okay, but secondly, my heart and uh, my passion is for for people who, especially children who have had to endure abandonment issues from abandonment trauma from a parent who willfully walked out of or was not present for their life. You know, if if there were some other circumstances that caused a parent to not be able to be there, I understand. But if a parent like literally just was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to be your daddy. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be a mama no more. All that. And they just, they just, they're deadbeats. I have a passion for those children who... Um, who have, you know, who are currently children or are becoming adults or are adults who miss something or are missing something, who are hurting, who's dealing with trauma and don't really know how to sort through that pain because of the willful absence of a parent. Um, I I feel sad for them and I have to figure out what I want to do for that, that, that type, that group. Cause again, that was me. That was me. Um, um, with, with my father. So that being said, um, I want to bring light to those two communities, those two groups of people. And, uh, if you know any of them love on them for me, send them my way, even 
Um, but I want to, I want you to think for you, who is it that you have a heart and a passion for? And what can you do for those communities, those groups of people or those pets and, or causes, you know, uh, whatever it is, you know, what, what will you do with your life and, um, within your purpose, within your gifts to, to help those areas of whatever those causes are. All right. So, um, on that note, I love you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, rest of your week. And uh, I'll see you back here soon. Bye-bye.